I wanted you to paint the picture for us, bro. You packed all your stuff, you hop into the airport, you've never been to Somalia. Maybe you see what's going on, like the fears that a lot of people have. What was going through your mind? So before I even went there, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Is it even safe? And then I just kept on telling, you know, have an open mind, open heart, you know, and see and see what happens. We come in into the airport and yeah. it's just like Somalis everywhere. Mm. Everyone looks like you. You blend right in up until you open your mouth. The moment I opened my mouth, right. you could tell where I was from. They, they knew. Instantly, uh, the drink that was a dollar instantly was three dollars all of a sudden. <laughs> Subhanallah, dude, it was the best, ex best Ramadan. But I didn't even want to come back, to be honest with you. Dude, life is so simple there. And you're with your people, bro. Go back, you know, go back to your country. Go see your people. Go to your culture. See where you're from, and, you know, and you'll, and you'll know who you are. What's up, y'all? Uh, we just got done recording a beautiful episode. And yes, sir. New face, new face. Yes, sir. You know the vibes. A and deadly topic. I'm with my guy Yasin. Alhamdulillah. What's up, y'all? My guy just came back from Somalia. You know what I'm saying? Looking like a yeah. new man. I'm a fob. Hey, hey, bro. <laughs> I might have to get the before and after. My guy had dreads before. Oh, he left. you do. Yeah. Came back with a clean fate. Yes, sir. My guy had a life changing experience yes, on sir. his trip to Somalia. He just came back. How, when did you come back? I uh, came back a few, uh, last week. Last week. So we didn't yeah. waste no time. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, Eid Mubarak, late Eid Mubarak. Eid was like, what, two days ago? Eid yes. Mubarak to Eid friends, family, our listeners. And I hope you guys benefit as much as you guys can from the blessed month of Ramadan. And um, yeah, guys, tune into this episode. We talked about the importance of clinging to your roots. And um, language, preservation of language, and maybe how to acquire that if you if you haven't been brought up with that, right? right? Yeah. Um, and we also shared stories. He shared stories about his trip, and subhanallah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so most definitely. It was a great episode. I had fun. Yeah, yeah. I did too, bro. And it was great having you. Thank so, you. No doubt. Thank you. Y'all tune in to this episode of Talk Yahak. Go ahead, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the other side. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. I'm your host, Idris. And I have my brother, Yassin, in the building. Assalamu alaikum. What's popping on? Um, Abdi Kareem is not here, but we have a special guest for us in the building. And yes, we have a beautiful topic. My guy just came from vacation. Yes, sir. How you feeling, bro? I feel good. Alhamdulillah, bro. Huh? For real, I don't even feel like a vacation. It honestly feels like, not uh, like a more of a transformation mm. in a way. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Yeah. So uh, our brother Yasin came all the way from Somalia. How long did you spend out there, bro? It was about let's say two months. Two months and some change. Mm. Yeah. Two great months. Subhanallah. And this was his first time. For right. you guys, you know, tuning in, wondering. Right. Um, you want to tell them how old you guys, how old you are, bro? I'm 25 years old from San Diego, California. So, subhanAllah. So, man, um, I reached out to my brother before he was going to leave, though. We were like, you know what? Right, right. Maybe we should do a podcast before and after, you know? Yeah. So that we can have the comparison, the outlook, how it would change from before you went and now that you came back. But, um, man, just sitting down with him, catching up, talking, I was like, there's no way we cannot do an episode about this. Yeah, too much, too many things have happened. Right. For this not to go down. Exactly. Man, so 
the reason that we're doing this podcast is because many of our listeners are from Somalia. Many of our listeners are from Afghanistan, uh, uh, Sudan, uh, Yemen, Syria, Libya, Lebanon. So a lot of the Muslim youth, third, second generation. And I think that this is an episode that not just Somalis will resonate with this, you know what I'm saying? But all of those who have maybe been born and raised out here in the West, as we both have. Yes. I haven't had the privilege of traveling back home, but he has. Um, so subhanAllah, uh, a lot of us have a negative depiction of back home, wherever that home may be. And uh, a skewed perception. Right. And when I caught up with you, I was like, wow, this is going to be profound. You know what I'm saying? But man, let's just dive into it. We're just going to talk let's about your experience and derive wisdom and insight and just vibe, right? Yeah, Story let's do time. It. Let's do it. Inshallah. Okay, bro. First question, like, why now? Why go to Somalia now? You know what I'm saying? At, at where you are in life, you know what I'm saying? As a, as a U.S. born citizen. Oh, to begin with, I never thought I'd even go in the first place. Mm. Alhamdulillah, I was able to this time, you know, in my life. But if it were up to me, I if I could, I'd go a lot, you know, sooner in life. But really, yeah, Alhamdulillah, I was able to go this year. Mm. You know, it wasn't uh, like a specific time. You know, it wasn't like oh, COVID, I'm bored, let me get out of America, and then like yeah, that. it was just you know, opportunity prevented itself. Actually, it did. COVID, um, it opened up. Yeah, COVID actually, yeah, mm. didn't have. I was off work. So I was able to, you know, like have the time to go. Right. Yeah. And you know, bro, a lot of people, subhanAllah, a lot of people are being able to travel back home. Like I've been seeing right. on YouTube, a lot of people posting videos and stuff like that going back home. Yeah. There's because, a lot, dude. There's a lot of diaspora, a lot of kurba jogs. And, and you saw that out there. Yes. SubhanAllah. Man. Predominantly in Hargeisa though, not really in Hamad. <clears throat> in Hamad. Where you spent the majority of time. Yeah. I spent about, yeah. I was in Hargeisa for about a week. And the rest, I was in Hamar. <coughs> got you, bro. Got you. Man, what did you have to prepare yourself? Yo. What did, you, what did you do to prepare? A lot of just like, a lot of a lot of me telling myself, you know, go with the open heart. Because mm. it's going to be way different from what I'm used to. Right. Like, AC, internet, you know, all that stuff. My Siri, why is my Siri going over? Yo, I was like, who's in the room right now? <laughs> oh, no, that's Gigi. Wow. What is she talking about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, that's creepy, bro. Oh, my God. Hey, bro, nah. <laughs> hey, bro, but let's hop back into it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you said going there with an open open mind, going there with an open mind, heart. Yeah, open mind, open heart. Because I knew I knew there's gonna be times where I wanted to be like, you know what, I want to go home. I've I've had enough. You know, right. I want to go back to my comfortable life in SoCal. And you was already anticipating that. Yeah, uh, the plan was to leave a month, a month in. I was like, not gonna do Ramadan in Somalia. That was my that was my. I was like, nope. You were not gonna do it. I'm not gonna fast in Somalia. That was that was me. Why not? I don't know, bro. I was like, this is going to be crazy out here. I was like, in my head, I was like, man, I'm going to be hungry all day, bro. I'm going to be irritated. It's hot. Flies. No, but mm. I, subhanAllah, dude, it was the best ex, best Ramadan that I've ever experienced. Was that your Was that your first time spending Ramadan in a Muslim country? Yes. And that's crazy. It was back home in Somalia. Yes. Yes. That's. I think that's that, that was the thing for me mm. was everyone was going through the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
you don't walk by like a restaurant and you see someone eating and you're just like looking at them like, dang, that sounds good. Right. I can go for some water right now. No, everyone is going through it mm. at the same time. It was cool. It's fine. And uh, actually, there's this one time where uh, we were late for a fur. Me, me, and um, me and Haji Ali, we were. Uh, he's he's family. Gotcha. I want I want to say I'm his uncle, but we're we're more like brothers, mm. you know. But there was this one time we were uh, we were late coming back from Bacara Mall. Right. And yo, we're in such a long, nasty traffic jam. We're in a, we're in tuk tuks. All just it's all tuk tuks. All these little three wheel um little taxi things gotcha and we were stuck bro and it was time you hear that them from from all over the place subhanallah and there's a little guy there's a guy on the on the side on the side of the road with juice bro ali hops out grabs three juices one for me one for him and one for the uh one for the driver right so i'm just i just went through mine like that the driver's drinking his right and uh uh tuk tuk next to us there's a dude eating he's eating a sambus with nothing to drink Ali sees this man, right? Takes a few sips, bro, hands his juice over. Subhanallah. I was like, wow. So like everybody, like wow, a, dude, that it's collective, like, everybody pulling together. You don't, you're not going to really see that out here. No, not at all. Because the Muslims are the minority out here. Oh, I know, especially people are just like, people are disgusted by each other, I feel like. Mm, what do you mean by that? Like, you would not share water with someone else. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You won't just hear or like eating all together as a feast. I remember, yeah. I remember in Saudi, bro. They even had that. Like we were just sitting in the floor, big old plate, one plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some Somali households still do this, but man, a lot of us are becoming very much Westernized. You know? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but bro, let's go a little bit about like before you went, right? So, born and raised, born and where? raised, born and raised in uh, Southern California, San Diego. Got you. Uh yeah, 1995. And you never traveled outside the country, like really like that? Not like that. I spent I spent ten days in Dubai, mm. but it wasn't really um in in there. Right. In you know like a religious uh, atmosphere it was hotel. You know like go out, come back to the hotel. So, and and you know for those who don't know, you speak Somali. I speak Somali. Right. Yeah. So when you went out there, you're like yeah yeah because I don't speak Somali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I speak Somali. But and that gave you that gave you. How well, first of all, how well do you speak so much? Do you feel like you realize that you speak at a different level when you actually went out there? Oh, for sure, dude. Oh <laughs> my god, I was dude. Uh, the moment I opened my mouth, right. you could tell where I was from. They they knew instantly. Instantly, yeah. Instantly, wow. uh, the drink that was a dollar instantly was three dollars. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you was getting robbed the minute yep. you started speaking. Yep, Ro dude, robbed in, in broad daylight. So you're from Southern California. You know what I'm saying? Before you went out there, I remember you flew out here to Seattle. You know what I'm saying? You was translated from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? With the whole fam flying out there. You had dreads. Oh, yo, I had dreads. Had dreads. Yo, I had dreads. Man, I wanted to ask you for the podcast one question. It's like, you was really holding on to them dreads. Yes, three years, you, bro. You they're, down to my, they're down to my neck right here, bro. And then you cut it off. And I cut it I off. I forget what you look like, bro, with dreads. Yo. <laughs> I didn't look Why'd that you bad, cut bro? it off, though, bro? Before going out to Somalia, all right. Let's there's two reasons. It. I don't want the reason to everyone to think, oh, he uh, he cut it because he went there. I cut it because I wanted, you know, something new. Mm. But a little part of me was, yo, if I go out there with dreads, I'm gonna get uh, arrested at the airport, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> okay, after you went there, do you feel like that would have been the case? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yeah. You would hundred percent. You would have stood out. Yes, for sure, mm. for sure. I still was kind of standing out with my hair being um. The way my hair was cut, right? 
the uh, uh, fade with like, you know, having it a little long on the top. That was like people would still look at me, but it wasn't as bad. It wouldn't be as bad as dreads. Got you. Got you. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Subhanallah. Three years, bro. Three years. And then you cut it. And then gone. Like, just like that. Mm. Got you, bro. So did you see a lot of people who were from the States out there running into people? Or not, not like that. Not like that in Hamar, but in Hargeisa, yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, people mostly from the UK. Gotcha. Yeah, and Americans you, here and there. Okay, so I wanted you to paint the picture for us, bro. Okay, you packed all your stuff, you hop into the airport, you never been to Somalia. Ooh. Maybe you see what's going on, like the fears that a lot of people have, like yeah. I have, kind yeah. of low-key, you know? Oh, I yeah. wish I went with y'all, but you hop on that plane, you're heading out there. What was going through your mind, bro? So... So before I even went there, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Mm. Is it even safe? You know, <laughs> it was like I had all these ideas like, oh, the moment I get off the, the plane, I'm going to get snatched by Al-Shabaab, bro. Mm. And I'm going to be they're going to kidnap me and they're going to hold me for ransom. Yeah, that was my thought. That's what that was going through your head for real. Yeah. Mm. And and then I just kept on telling, you know, have an open mind, open heart, you know, and see and see what happens. Facts. We get there, bro. Hop out the airplane. It is hot. It's how, hot. How how are we talking though, bro? I'm talking he's from like, California. Yo, I'm telling. It's hot, bro. Not California hot does not compare, dude. Like dry hot. Dry hot. The wind, hot. <laughs> like you have a heater outside. Full blast. Tough. So and then like so, and we come in into the airport and right. it's just like Somalis everywhere. Mm. Everyone looks like you. You blend right in up until you open your mouth, then they'll, then they'll know. That experience though, like, like looking around you and seeing people look like you left and right. What was that experience like? It was. It felt so good. Mm. I felt like I'm home. Like I belong. Right. Really. Mm. Subhanallah. Yeah. I feel like, bro. One of my like, I wrote, bro. I don't know. Maybe this might sound too deep, bro. But low key, I've internalized this thing where it's like, I kind of fear going back. Not because of the safety concern, but fear of not fitting, not feel, feeling like I don't belong over there. Yeah. Because, like, like, be honest with you, bro. Over here, we're kind of like a minority. We're very much a minority in our religion, in our culture. Right. And we're kind of made to feel like necessary. like, how do I say this? Kind of like we don't belong in a sense over here, you know, with the yeah. status quo American. But... I don't speak the language. Not only do I not speak the language, is you they, you stick out like a sore thumb as an American. <laughs> so imagine you with your people, but they're looking at you like, you know, where you getting <laughs> looks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you still you didn't feel. Did you feel like in a negative way about that, or or you didn't? No, no, you no, felt I neutral. I felt I felt neutral about it, but you 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 you're gonna feel like you belong for sure. Mm. I feel like I don't belong here. Coming back now, I feel like I don't belong. I feel like, really? whoa, what am I doing here? But. Um, Speaking Somali is very essential when you go out there. Facts. They do not speak English, English whatsoever. At all. I mean, there's like the students. Yeah, they they get like a few words, but so how mean you are talking right now? Right. It's impossible. Not, impossible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what cities did you travel to, bro? You was out there. So you said you was out there two months. Two months. Majority the time you went to Hamar. You went were to in Hamar. Hamar. Went to a bunch of places around Hamar. We went to Waberi, Badagah. Old Wenet, you know, we visited El Shabiha. Mm. Um, yeah, places like that. And then uh, when I flew up to Hargeisa, I was in Hargeisa for a month or a week. Right. And then from Hargeisa, uh, we went to a city called um, Berbera. Oh, yeah. 
went to the beach and then just kicked it and had a gaster for the re- remainder of that week. Mm. What was the first thing that stood out to you, bro? Like you hopped on the, you hopped, it was hot. First of all, you mentioned it was hot. Hot. You, you land, you start walking. What's the first thing you see? Like, whoa, like either it was, if it was cultural or something that you saw. You know what I'm saying? Was this something that just stood out? It was the roads, bro. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yo, all right. For one, the airport security is nuts. It's the roads. Yes. The airport security is nuts. Mm. All right. So the airport is a mile away from where your family is. So you hop on a bus. Right. uh, You get in this bus and you drive, right? And on the road, you just see see troops, bro. Gun, like AKs and everything. Did you feel intimidated? I felt intimidated and safe at the same time mm, it's gotcha. weird yeah, yeah so like you drive a mile you finally get to uh you finally get to see your family where, the, where you're gonna get picked up and then that's where the real venture is mm. so we get out we get into the car we get into a little uh the doorway the the uh bajaj taxi and on the way to the house bro i'm just sitting in the back seat like wow if i get lost no one's gonna find me that's a wrap it's a done deal why you say that I had no idea where I was mm. or like the land or knew anything. Right. It was, it felt so new to me. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> it was like, I felt like the new kid in class. <laughs> Quiet. So and it, and it took us like about, a, about like two, three weeks to actually be, feel comfortable to leave the house by, by myself. Mm. Yeah. Like wow. even like even walk because, to the because everything was just so new. I just felt like people were just gonna spot me right away. Like right. yo, this kid, this kid's from America. You know, I heard about. I heard like I have some family that just came from Somalia, and they're like from there, from there. And they say like if you're walking, bro, they could just tell by your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, what? They say if your eyes is a certain color, you're from this place. I'm like, bro, what? What are you? T- <laughs> what are you talking about? What? But subhanallah, I don't know, bro. It's like I think. I don't know what it is that they can tell, like without you even talking, by the way you move, by the way you I, walk. I went, at first, I thought it was, uh, I would say it's um, <clears throat> the way I was dressed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. they wear Ma'wis right. everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. And then I started wearing Ma'wis everywhere. I actually flew into Seattle again. Got you. On the way back right. in a Ma'wis. Are you serious? Yeah. So when you start ta- when you start tossing on the Ma'wis, you start fitting in perfectly. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No one is gonna look your way, dude. So if you're trying to fit in in a uh, Hamad, just wear a Ma'wis and a white shirt. <coughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. My my <laughs> no, throat bro. is dry, y'all. No, it's all good. It's all good. <coughs> Damn, um, I flew in Ma'wis gang. You flew in Ma'wis gang. Yeah, okay. they had to know where I was coming from. Hey, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. I had to do it to him. Hey, there you go. So before you went, bro, was there anything that you wanted to see, like, before you went out there? Or was it just like, let me just take in this experience f- for what it is, everything? Or I, was there one th- was there something specifically on your mind? Well, I, I wanted to see where my parents lived. Mm. I wanted to see where my siblings, my older siblings grew up because I was first born in America right. when, they, when, they, when they came to the States. I was first born. So I, want, I really wanted to see where my parents where my dad worked, where my mom raised the kids, you know, where they used to play. Facts. That's what that was one of my the main things I wanted to see. Um, mm. And then I also wanted to see, you know, my culture, where right. you know where my people is from. Yeah. And mashallah, you know, I got to I got to experience that, and it made me fall in love with my culture for mm. real. Subhanallah, bro. I honestly, I can't Im- like what our parents went through, going from Somalia, from a place that they consider home. 
And then remember how you said you felt like you went somewhere strange, like everything was completely new. Mm. Imagine they go from their environment to here to here and there there is no going back yeah you know what i'm saying wow subhanallah like they they had they had to make a way you know and i feel like it's beautiful when you see like like young people deciding you know i'm gonna go back to the motherland you know i'm going to it shows that at least we're heading towards a positive direction you know so subhanallah bro um but y'all remember i was talking to you on the phone and there was some experiences that happened (laughs) Multiple, <laughs> multiple, dang man, just vibe with us, bro. Tell us some stories, yo. Bro. I'm gonna tell you the first, I'll tell you when I saw AK get shot up in the air, bro. I was, AK I was, got shot in the air, yeah. Is when, that your first time? Is that your first time thinking he was gonna die? The, of course, yes. <laughs> going oh to God, that, there's three times, there's three times where I thought I was gonna die, but the the time where, um, the time where I saw the saw that officer like shoot some rounds in the sky, what oh, even happened? My God. So I'm gonna start from the, I'm gonna start from the beginning. So me and my nephew, we are we went to go grab some snacks. Uh-huh. You know, and around this time is where like there's like some political tension going on, you know, and uh people are protesting the president, they want him out of office and like they're doing all this stuff. So while me and my nephew are walking home, there's some guy in uh tuk tuk and he stops but we're like walking past that restaurant. He tells the shop owner, he's like, Yo, uh, um, the muhadra that are coming, and so it, everyone literally just gets up, bro, and like brings all the all the chairs inside. I'm like, what's going on? And my nephew is like, yeah, seen run, we gotta go. And I was like, what? And he starts running, bro. I'm like, oh my god. At this point, I'm like, I'm like, for a little those who don't know alert. what that is, what is that? What the muhadra? Mudaharad uh, is like the people who are like protesters, mm. people who are like you know like fighting a cause, gotcha. or like yeah. Um, so, so y'all just dipped running bro <laughs> running and I'm wearing I have da'as bro I'm holding my ma'wis up I got this bag full of drinks bro I'm just <laughs> running so we get to the house you know and uh, we tell everyone you know like hey close the door this is what's going on mm. and uh, my brother-in-law and my cousin they they're like oh we're gonna they really they're really like oh it's nothing you know they're those type, they're those types so they go because out. they seen it all. Yeah, like they're like this happens all the time. Like it's no big deal. Right. So like they go out and they step. They go to the road to see what's going on. And he's just here, and uh, you see a group of people. You know, just like you know, basically you know raising heck, and breaking stuff. And I go out there because I wanted to record. I wanted to record, get a clip. You know, to see. You know, to show the people what's going on. And I see this truck full of cops, man armed to the teeth bro and i was like oh they're gonna keep going they stop literally right in front of us hop out bro and they just start letting rounds go in the air pow 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 yo i turned around so quick bro and and that clocked the fastest 30 yard dash bro pow was running dude my dad slipped bro i stepped on a rock dude oh my god barely even felt it dude and just ran to the house are you serious yeah and uh, those people scattered, bro, and then everything went back to normal within, like, 15 minutes. So what was that? Was that the military or was that the police? It was the military and the police. I wouldn't say they're the same thing, but um, they kind of have, like, the same, same equipment. Yeah, same role. Got you, got you. So how a lot. It was bro. insane, yo. Was that was that the was that the first time where you saw something, like, crazy go down in, uh, in Somalia during your whole trip? 
Um, no. Did that? Did, that was, one, did that? Did that turn you off to the experience though? No. For real? No. There's another time where I thought we were getting robbed. That kind of like I was like, oh my god, this is the worst. Mm. But you know, there we didn't get robbed. Uh, there were people just there were like cops in plain clothing. Gotcha. But it's honestly people who just want to keep their neighborhood safe. You know, they don't. They they're getting bombed all the time. You right. know, there's unrest. So they just know. they're you know they they gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah. Really. I feel you, bro. Would you live out there, bro? Be yeah. One hundred percent. You would live out 100%. there. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would. I'd even want to come back. To be honest with you, mm. I want to just stay a little longer. Why? What differentiate? Well, what is it about there that you're like? I would live here over America. Life is so simpler here. Mm. We're there. It's way, dude. Life is so simpler there. And you're with your people, bro. It right. literally is like that's that's where that's where you know our that's where my whole culture is. That's where basically my life would have been if there wasn't a civil war. Subhanallah. You know, bro, I hear a lot of people mention, like, when they go back home, you know, they, they say life is simpler. Like, for example, I was talking to I was talking to some guys at the Masajid, and they were basically saying all our parents came to this country looking for a better life. And a lot of them are, although they, you know what I'm saying, they got food in their stomach and they got clothes on their back, it's like something is missing, something more deeper and fundamental than all that. Yeah. You know, like, for example... I'm assuming that the family ties and stuff like that is like that. It's very family oriented over there. Yeah. Right. 100%. It's like the community like is very strong. Neighbor, neighborly. Right. Neighborhoods like people are like, they're, they're cool with their neighbors. Like, you know, um, everybody's socializing. Everybody is socializing. Everyone on the road. Everyone is in your business. You're coming back from the beach. You hop off the tuk-tuk. You walk into your house. A right. kid, a kid up the alleyway goes, "Oh, they just came back from the beach." You know, like everyone is in your stuff. Gotcha. Like you coming back from the beach. You co- you get off the you get off the um, the tuk-tuk, right? right? You're carrying all your stuff, the, your towel and all that stuff. And then you hear a kid from like down the down the road. Just you're like, "Oh, they just came back from the beach." <laughs> like all like man. Right. Wow. Subhanallah. Bro. I, mean, I wish I went, bro. Had I not had all the obligations I had, especially yeah. with school and stuff like that, yeah, you would have caught me in the motherland, bro. Right. I was lucky enough, dude. Like it was like, not, like I had nothing going on at that m- moment in time. Yeah. You know, um, I took that. I took you know semester off, right. and then not going, not working, you right. know, because of the virus. Subhanallah, right. it's just perfect timing. You know, have you ever heard about like parents who send their kids back home, right? Because either acting up or yeah. you heard about yeah, this, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, dude. That, I was so afraid that that was gonna be me one day. Right. But look at me. I I went back by uh by voluntarily. Choice. Yeah, voluntarily. <laughs> Bro, what, what do you what do you think about that whole that whole thing? For kids to go experience, you know what it, what it's like to be back home and maybe get some you know change of perspective it for sure will change your perspective but i don't like the stigma of like you send bad kids to mm. i hate i don't want like it's not i don't think it's a it good for for someone to be punished by going home right because then they're probably going to see this going home as a punishment yeah right they're not going to want to go right but that would that place would change anyone Anyone mm. who lives in the states and they go to Somalia and you stay for two months, they would change you for sure, one hundred percent. Subhanallah. And I remember we were talking about this, like how fundamental it is for you to go experience your culture and be grounded, be tethered, 
be rooted. I was talking to I was talking to someone in the family about this topic, and what the analogy this person gave was the fact that it's like imagine you're rooted, right? Like a tree, a tree. You see how his roots is very much established. So when you come to America, when you come to a culture like this, your roots over generations or even within your own lifespan, that root will like lift from the soil to the point where it'll maybe topple over. And if you look at it, bro, a lot of us either have lost a language, have lost a culture, or have a very watered-down culture, right, right. I'm saying? Right. And, and the only thing that many of us, whether all across different, not just Somalis, but many of these other Muslim countries, one thing that we held on to was the deen, and even that is being shaken up, you know, subhanAllah. But, um, yeah, bro, I just find it amazing how going back there, you were able to connect with your roots, and would you advise that for everybody? Even if they feel like uncertain and they have a stigmatized idea, yeah. negative preconceived notion of what it in these misconceptions. Do you feel like they're accurate, the misconceptions? Dude. Um, like what they portray in the media. No, definitely not accurate. Mm. I feel like the media is what's making everyone s- seem like scared to go to Somalia. Right. It's really not that bad at all. I mean, yeah, there's like unsafe, you know, don't be walking around late. You know, like the normal things that you, the normal precautions you take out here is what you should do out there. But other than that, like it's, it's pretty normal. Mm. Everyone is just living their life. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's nice. You feel hundred percent. Did you feel, okay. Safety was definitely something that you were concerned about. Oh yeah, of course. 100%. Right. 100%. (laughs) Who like what? But it's not, it's not as bad as they depicted. No, definitely not. I would say. I would say you'd see you would see officers, you know, with like with their guns out and everything. Right. But you you know, you don't really see that here in America, but right. they're they're there to protect you basically. Mm. Gotcha. You know. Uh but there I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you yeah, uh, there's times where like you'd hear like a uh, qatar had a happen somewhere. Meaning for those who are not Somali. Like somewhere got bombed, you mm. know. Uh and when the when that would happen, you know, like I would stay in for like a day or two, right? You know, that's gotcha. per, that's something different. You know, that's something different I had to deal with, right? Um, the checkpoints it was something different I had to deal with. Uh, when we'd want to go somewhere, we get into a we get into a duay, which is a taxi. Um, if you wanted to go down certain streets, so. we would have to, the driver would have to stop the car, pop the trunk, pop the hood, and basically get searched, and then we were on our way. Mm. Every so, like every few miles, that will that's what was going on. Those mi- you know those little minor things, but that's all you know to keep to keep the you know people safe. To keep yourself, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think it's like a matter of like us. We all have to reflect on what are the pros and cons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's what matters. You, that's what matters. Like, what are the pros and cons? And it seemed like you had some great insights that you derived on your trip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what have the possible risks or whatever. Right. It, you it seems like you were able to get more benefit than any harm that you know you probably you know God forbid would have experienced, which you did not. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh one more thing. <laughs> one more thing one more that thing. we missed a big big thing. We were literally wrapping up the equipment. Now we turned off the camera. The camera is off, and now we just chilling. But we got uh, we uh, ha- we had to get back to it. For real, legs, uh, feet up. Hey, feet up. Hey, hey. What's up, bro? This topic of gratitude. Hello. Yo. Huh? Yeah, bro. Um, they're really grateful for what they got. It's like out here, we'll get an iPhone, right? Um, right. Let's, let's say the 12. 
get the iPhone 12. You got it uh, a year after it released. Right. And the next month you get the iPhone, th- iPhone 13 comes out. Mm. You're like, damn, I want that one. Like, this is outdated. What am I yeah. doing with this? Like, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there, whatever they have, bro, they are, like, so hyped about it. Are you serious? Legit, yeah. Mm. Bro, and, like, they, nothing goes to waste, bro. You don't, like, they, everyone finishes their food. Right. If there's any type of leftovers, it goes outside for the goats. Right. SubhanAllah. Yeah. So, for, like, for us, like, we waste food. We waste items yeah. we just we just throw stuff away yeah you know you what I'm your drink your uh diet coke light ice halfway because the ice melted you toss it out wow no bro it's not like that it's not like that it's not like that subhanallah if you're not eating it, there's someone that's gonna eat it there's mm. someone that's gonna finish that drink right subhanallah so just being grateful for the little grateful, things yeah because you know bro one thing i do notice like over here depression is like you know, mental illness is a very serious issue, especially out here, yeah. you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, may Allah make it easy. Um, but definitely you see people who, who are maybe, I don't want to say ungrateful, but a lot of us are ungrateful, bro. Yeah. And we're not content with the, with the, with the little pleasures in life Yeah. that are often the biggest pleasures. Sometimes I catch myself like, I'm like, why don't I have this? Right. Or like, why can't this happen for me? It's instead of just like, just saying Alhamdulillah and just being cool with what I got because what if I didn't have it? Right. Then I'd be complaining even more. Mm. So Alhamdulillah, you know, out there, everyone is just pretty grateful for right. what they have. They appreciate everything. SubhanAllah. Uh, we just had to come in and say that. And just a reminder, like, the Prophet Hansalam even told us to look at those who have less than us, you know? Yeah. You know, often, yeah, exa- oftentimes we compare ourselves to those above us. And, you know, there's even a phrase about this. I have to Google it. Hopefully, once I find it, I'll put it on the screen. But even people who are non-Muslim or whatever, they have this thing, a phrase of, in which they talk about those who maybe, you know, they want to make a certain amount of money, right? Once they make a certain amount of money, they start comparing themselves with people yeah. who make more than them because... As they're elevating, their group that they surround themselves, what they see elevates. Yeah. They get used to a certain lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, that's why we have to look. Sometimes we have to look. When we, when I say look look downwards, it's not look down at people, but look at those who have less than. And inshallah, you appreciate those blessings um, that you have or else they'll become curses. Because a lot of us, were very materialistic, but we're still, uh, we're still maybe not content with our lives. And that just goes to show the barakah. In what you have, the blessing. If Ilahi doesn't put blessing in it, then it it will not serve you. Yeah, it's useless. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So the little things that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is pleased with that you have, you know, Ilahi will put it. You know, put khair in it for you, and inshallah, you will enjoy those those small those small riches in your life. Inshallah, don't forget to say Alhamdulillah. You woke up this morning. You know what I'm saying? You could see. You saw little kids playing outside. You don't see that out here. No, you don't. You know, I remember you sending me videos like little kids going outside over here. They meet up, bro. Right. From different neighborhoods. They, from different neighborhoods, they they come together, they meet up, and they're playing soccer. Right. Soccer's huge out there. Facts. Yeah. Subhanallah. And over here, it's like kids are, are stuck at home, you know, with their tablets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Really just, man, it's just actually kind of sad, bro. 
Like right now, when I see kids at the park, I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Right. Because it's become something rare. <laughs> Never see that no more. You know, I see videos and pictures of people in third world countries where they're they're playing soccer with trash bottles. They're they're playing. Some people are, and they're laughing, smiling, and enjoying. Shoeless too. Look at that. Look at that. There's rocks and 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 maybe even glass. No, not really that much glass on my But There's rocks, bro. Oh, that was sucking. And that, it hurts, bro. I tried. <laughs> I tried to play sho- uh, barefoot. Oh wow. It was not happening. Uh. Uh-huh. Miss me. Busy <laughs> <laughs> with that, bro. Immediately, I got hard feet though, bro. So I don't know. <laughs> no, my well, yeah, my I, I grew a layer of like uh, catalyst under my feet, my foot. And it's still it. over. But still, bro, no. Mm. That no, not happening. It hurts. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a great place. Please go. Yeah. At least once. Go ahead, see. Appreciate the little things, you know. Yeah. You know, we're in a first world country, but mental illness is huge. Depression is huge here. Suicide is huge here, but we have everything. Yeah. We have so much wealth. We have so much resources, so much opportunity. What are we sad about? Right. You know, and I'm glad you talked about how Dean is something that glues everyone together. Mm-hmm. Bombs are going off. People are dying, but they never let go of that Dean. No, they're strong-willed people. That's for sure. You know, shout out. Shout out. Well, like, that's one thing I'm proud of for our, our people. You know, with all we've been through, resilient. Resilient. 100%. And they have a lot to show for that. You know? But anyways, inshallah. Inshallah. Resume the video. <laughs> but over here, though, like, like, let's talk about this. Like, you come to, you live in America, right? We live in America. We were born and raised here. So this is, like, pretty much all we know for the most part. We come here. People are here for opportunity. People are here for security, economic resources, opportunity, all this stuff, right? But, you know, somebody even said, like, at what cost? And... A lot of the times you see something known as assimilation happening where people are letting go of their culture, letting go of their um, their customs, their language, their traditions. And they're becoming like a shell of their former, the basically what their, you know, their ancestors represent or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, subhanAllah, bro, you know, living in America, do you feel like you have a different outlook as to life in America? And how how has that changed? I do well. There's things. There's things that are different here and there. Right. For sure. You know, like we do have uh, more opportunities here. Right. But then we should. We could also, you know, like take what we learned, you know, and take it back to, you know, the motherland, mm. you know, and share what we know with our people, so we could also have opportunities and have uh, doors open for people out there right. as well and uplift them. Yeah. Did you see that happening at all? Yeah, you see that a lot in. Um, you see that a lot. You see people, you know, like starting businesses and bringing, you know, parts from around the world, you know, to um, Somalia. Gotcha. You know, and like people are just like uh, different type of businesses, especially like you see a lot of that up north. Right. Yeah. MashaAllah. Yeah. Well, man, it sounds like I need to go, bro. You do. You know, we all saying? need to go at least once. At least once. At least huh? once. And more, more than a week, more than two weeks. You know, just try a month. For sure, like you'll see, you'll see a difference in a in a month. You know, right. you know, give yourself the first two weeks to you know to get used to the land, and come out of your to shell. Because we say give it time, you wanted to come yeah. back. I wanted to come back for what, sure. What changed, bro? Do you have any instance? Was it like something that that happened? I got more comfortable. Mm. That's what that's what it was for me. I got more comfortable. I was I was able to go outside. My Somali got better. I was forced to speak Somali all the time. 
right all the time um and i got a little more comfortable i was able to you know like be able to leave the house go go somewhere you know um i started making friends with um shop owners i became a regular at a coffee shop up the street it was just i became more and more comfortable to where it was more enjoyable to stay gotcha. instead of being like you know in the house uh afraid to leave or right. only leave when like family comes you know so so you know mashallah i was i was i'm I lucky feel like enough i feel yeah to to be able to speak somali to where i was like even the basics right even the basics just so that you can like navigate yeah yeah just so yeah get around communicate I communication was the best thing so like i'm gonna wait for you to go upstairs bro so yasin as someone who does not speak somali okay at all okay i mean i understand you know, so yeah. you know my love of Somali. Yeah, it's not good. I feel like I feel like understanding is more key to, than speaking. Really? Yeah, because you got to know what they're saying to and you. What they saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or might get you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's some problems. <laughs> right. Right. Got you. So how would you advise? Like, because mashallah, you. I mean, you learned it. How would you advise people like me to maybe develop their you know what I'm saying? The familiarity with the Somali language. Speak to, so that when speak they go to there, your elders. Gotcha. Speak to your elders because they, they speak Somali, you know, more than they speak English. Right. So, like, if you ever, if you ever, uh, your yaya calls you or you're over at her house, you know, try to speak to her. Try to listen to what she's saying. So. You know, because when she tells you to do something, you understand what she's saying. Right. Even though it's in Somali. Right. So try to remember those words and and you know try to respond back or like try to hold conversations with with um your elders. Mm. That's basically what I did. Right. You know, um in my where I live, where my mom lives right now, there's we're the only Somali family. So Hemet California. Hemet California. Yeah. 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 Yeah, don't do not go there. <laughs> so what I what I was doing is I don't speak to my mom in English whatsoever, not even like the smallest little things. Gotcha. You know, like if I have to struggle to to say a word, right. she'll eventually like catch on to what I'm saying and correct me or gotcha. you know help me out. Okay. So yeah, I recommend. So just practicing, pra- yeah, be, base putting, practice, putting yeah. immersing yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah, bro. I might just have to do that. No cap. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you might next time you go, bro. We were on together, bro, huh? I'm, yes, bro. I'm you there. kept saying that I would love it. You would love it. Why I know. You th- I know you th- your personality, bro. That's you, bro. You're uh-huh. gonna just le- you're gonna fall in love, dude, and you're not gonna leave. Mm. It's just your 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 trait, bro. And it's and and the dean is heavy in the in the community, bro. Mm. You hear the adam like you you're sleeping. You're sleeping. You're in the doesn't matter if you're in the deepest sleep, bro. So you hear the Adam. How was that experience like just hearing the Adam? Oh, my, it's beautiful, bro. I, I, I can't believe you, we don't hear it here. Right. It's insane to me. You know what I'm saying? Man, and I never, oh, my God. House. Oh, my God. This is this literally was my favorite part, too. There's masjids on every corner. Mm. Every corner. It doesn't matter where you are at. If you're in a shop or, or something and it's time for Asr, yeah. you and the shop owner are leaving together and you're gonna go pre asset together and then y'all are gonna walk back into the store so and wow. do your thing wow it was oh my god it was so awesome i never most of this most of my salads i would pray in a masjid mashallah mm. yeah and i really think bro that does a lot for empowering you like in your connection with the dean mm-hmm. because it's more community oriented yeah over here I, I always say this on the podcast it very much feels like an isolated effort right you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Where and where, where I was telling you, Hemet, 
Bro, there's three churches on my street. Mm. Three. Wow. Well, then there's only one masjid. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And then you went from there to going to Somalia where there's masjids everywhere. Everywhere. Mashallah, that's everywhere. Any salah you want, you right. you can pray. Okay, bro. Well, I got I got like maybe like one or two final questions. We went Let's about forty in. minutes in. Hey, but bro, I want to ask you for those Somali diaspora, you know, what I'm saying that's out there in the community, who are maybe afraid of going back, or have or have these misconceptions that maybe you had before you went. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to them? See for yourself. Right. That's the only way you're gonna know. Mm. Anyone could say anything. I could be, you know, I could say anything. Right. You might feel differently. So go see for yourself, experience it for yourself, and then you come tell us. Right. Tell me if I was lying. There you go. <laughs> and why and why do you think it's so important to connect with your roots? Cuz I remember you said that to me too. All right, picture uh, all right, take it this way. Right. We're trees, right? Yeah. And we're we live the you trees get sun and all that. Right. But what basic what makes up a tree is the roots. Mm. Right? So. Without the roots, there's no tree. Without mm. water, there's no tree. Facts. If it's all sun, you just wither and die. Mm. So, you know, go back to your country. Go see your people. Go to your culture. See where you're from, and, you know, and you'll and you'll know who you are. Mm. Inshallah. Inshallah. Well, man, that was a beautiful episode with my guy, Yasin. Alhamdulillah. Had fun. Thank you for sharing. And let me tell you what, though. I, are you planning to post that video? Oh, yes. Let me tell y'all. So I make videos uh, about my life, like little montage clips uh, that I put together. Right. And so on this two-month journey I had, I recorded a little bit, put mm. it together. So that will be y'all. That'll be dropping before this comes out. So, um, yeah, in the, des- in the description or Most something like that. Y'all yeah. can see that. And you guys go check out his social media. You want to go shout out yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shut the hell your mouth <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, shut and the share the same T. Your, you are mouth. Uh, YouTube, yes. I forgot what your username was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, YouTube, yes, in uh, Vimeo, yes, in Hey, go check out his stuff, man. Mashallah. He's a creative and. Uh, he creates amazing stuff. Mashallah. Yes, and you. I'm so excited for Thank him you. to share what he got for you guys regarding right this video. And hopefully we send like, we put like snippets and stuff like that of the video just scattered around. Yep. Inshallah. Inshallah. But my brother, next time we go to Somalia, we're, we're all rolling. together. We're rolling. We're taking this camera. Yes, sir. You know we're rolling deep. Yes, sir. But alhamdulillah, brother. Thank you so much um, for uh, sharing with our listeners yes, your trip thanks to Somalia. Of course, bro. Um, and those tuning in, um, know that it is very important to hold on to your roots and that, um, you know right. what I'm saying, your roots is, is what keeps you tethered. Um, no matter where you're in America, Finland, Sweden, UK, Canada, we got listeners all over. So know that you are Somali at the end of the day. You are, you are. at the end of the day. And you got your brothers and you got your sisters out here. That is, you know, we out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to holla at y'all. Let's get it. Tune into next week's episode of Talk Your Hawk. Salaam alaikum.